Welcome, friends, to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. It is okay to rest. It is. It's okay to rest. Hi, everybody. Today, we're going to talk about resting. We are not human doings. We are human beings. You're not a machine either. And, you know, back in, in the Egyptian days, you know, they were they were as good as how many bricks they made that day. And we've been trained in this industrial society to go, 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 go. More work, more work, more work, more clients. Do this. Take care of that. It doesn't serve us. We're meant to live in rhythms. We're meant to live in seasons. And it's okay to rest. I've been caught in the trap many times in different ways in my life. And I'm sure that a seduction might invite me in the future to not take care of my rest. So there's several areas that we can rest that really serve us. Most people think when I say it's okay to rest, they think I mean take a nap or just stop for a minute, which is part of it. It could be part of it. But there's other kinds of rest that I think really matter. One of the most important ones that, that I notice is what I call creative rest. And as a creator myself and as a gifted visionary person, then it's important that I give myself time for creative rest. Now, that might be journaling. It might be sketching, and I'm not even an artist, but sometimes drawings come out. It might be walking in nature and just sucking in the beauty and the smell and all of the richness of wherever I am to allow my creative juices to rest. It's not always about production. It's not always about go, go, go. It's about being willing to honor the flow and the creative process within your own being. There are some days I can just do all kinds of stuff and a lot gets put out into the world. And then there's other times where I have creative rest, where I allow myself that inner percolating, if you will, to allow the creative juices to continue to flow in the way that serves best. Another part of creative rest is honoring your own creative cycle. Like I'm much more creative in the morning. I get great inspiration, great downloads, understandings. I have ideas that are inspired in the morning. And come around mid-afternoon, those are around my creativity, but it's not as sharp and crystal clear. So I allow myself to have creative rest in the afternoon because that's how my body and my rhythm does it. I honor the flow of my own being. So I support you in honoring the flow of your being. When are you most inspired and creative and allow yourself to rest the other times? Don't try to force it. Forcing things doesn't work anyway. It's like trying to herd cats. It just doesn't work. Now, another kind of rest that I think is really important for bright and sensitive people is 
uh, I think it's important for everybody, but it's particularly important for bright and sensitive people. Is sensory rest is like giving ourselves a break from all the stimulus, from all of the pop-ups, from all of the stuff, come off the screens, decrease the blue light, allow yourself to take a sensory break. Now, one of the things I love to do for a sensory break is um, going to the float center and floating in darkness. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I call it float therapy. And, you know, they called them sensory deprivation tanks in the 60s, and they've made a resurgence in a really healthy way because there's a lot of research shows how float therapy really helps reset the brain and calm it down. Not to mention the high magnesium in the water allows you to, you know, gets absorbed through your skin and helps you relax. So sensory rest is important. It's important to give ourselves time to have quiet and stillness. If you're feeling overwhelmed on screens, get off of them. Yeah, really. Um, a couple weekends ago, I was over the phone. It was just kept ringing and texting and uh, constant noise. And so I turned off all the notifications, the ones that were still left. I turned off a bunch before and I just turned it on airplane mode and just left it so that nothing would bother me unless I wanted to turn it on and use it. And then people were like, where were you? What's going on? It took you a while to answer your text. Well, I said, I was resting. My sensory input was too much. So you don't have to keep going. When your system is telling you that your senses are overloaded, stop and rest. It's okay. Stop, rest. It's going to be okay. You're no good to anybody when you're stressed out and you're overstimulated and you're harming yourself by keeping your adrenals going and your whole system all out of whack because it's overdone. It's cooked like the tilt on the old fashioned pinball machines. Give yourself some sensory rest. And then there's the main five major life areas that I talk about in my MEPS, M-E-P-S-S model of, of life. And um, each one of those areas can use rest too. So we're gonna start with the mental. The mental area of our bodies and our being really need rest. Mm -hmm. That means our mind and our thinking. So sometimes for some of us that have lots of different things going on in our head all the time, the best kind of mental rest is to let ourselves think about something that doesn't really matter so that the actual thinking can rest. Sometimes meditation, for me, swimming will do it or just sitting under a tree or something like that or floating will do it. But giving ourselves mental rest, we don't always have to be thinking. We don't have to always be figuring and not everything is figure outable anyway. So it's so important to give ourselves mental rest, no matter how smart we are. In fact, the smarter you are and the more thinking you have going on tells us you would probably be served best by even more mental rest. Then there's the E, which is emotional rest. Our feelings, our energy, our emotions and our feelings are the energy that tell us we're alive. And so I'm an empath and I'm also intuitive. And so I can feel everybody else's energy. I feel what's going on. I feel my own and so much. And so sometimes I just need to say enough is enough. And I'm giving myself calculated 
emotional rest. I don't have to take it on. I don't have to listen to things I, I'm not able to at the moment. I don't have to go put myself into harm's way to, quote, serve somebody or be there for somebody if I'm not able to do it. As I've been saying for decades, give from your overflow like a fountain. If it's not extra, don't give it. We want to be giving from a full vessel that's overflowing, not from a partially full vessel or an empty vessel thinking that's serving because it's really not. If you're spent and burned out and you say you're helping someone else, what you're really doing is taking their energy. It's backwards and it doesn't work. We've all had that person who's come over to us and wanted to give us a hug as if they were consoling us, but really they wanted our energy. They wanted the consoling. So emotional rest means that we honor that in us. Like, I just can't do it right now. And respecting that boundary. And if somebody tells you they can't do it right, then respect them. And realize we all need emotional rest. We're living in a very turbulent, crazy time right now. There's something going on all the time. It's okay to turn it off. It is because no one of us can handle all of it. Then there's physical rest, which is our physical body and our environment. It has to do with giving ourselves permission to rest our body, like getting enough sleep is a big one, right? People brag about, oh, I don't sleep and I don't do that and I don't need to sleep. Well, yeah, we do. Sleep is how we regenerate. Another way we take care of our physical body and rest it is we can fast or we can go like three or four hours of not eating before we go to bed so our body can actually rest or our liver can rest. And so there's so many things that we can do for physical rest that include but are not only involved with napping or sleeping. Sometimes physical rest is just stretching and letting the muscles just finally relax in the body, right? Like stretch down your arms and move your shoulders and just allow the muscles that might be tight somewhere to relax. You know, stretching does a really good thing. Swimming, floating. There's all kinds of ways to give yourself physical rest that serve you. Then there is spiritual rest. <laughs> and spirituality for me is our connection to the greater good, the greater universe and all that is. It may or may not include a religion. We are talking about, what I'm talking about here is the greater connection, our spiritual connection, our soul connection, our vital life force energy connection to all that is. So how does that work? How do we get spiritual rest? Well, meditation will do it, right? Sometimes I just journal. I let, um, I close my eyes and I kind of think about things for a minute and then I just let myself journal myself journal and see what comes through. Sometimes it's about it. it all, my spiritual rest also comes with sensory rest, like turn everything off and just rest. Another form of spiritual rest sometimes that I think is really helpful is music and or creating. Musicians often will get their spiritual rest by creating music, listening to music, that really serves you, that feeds your soul, not, not the angry, hard things, but the things that feed our soul. Um, Beethoven, Mozart, Chopin, they show that classical music a lot helps regulate the nervous system. And you know what else? Seashores, waterfalls, there's all kinds of ways to get spiritual rest. I also give myself spiritual rest by quilting 
because it requires my left and right brain to kind of harmonize and relax and I can just be in a flow without any distraction. That allows my spirit, my soul to rest. So there's lots of ways even to bring different kinds of rest together so we can actually be much more effective. We can love better. We can be successful and be happy. And then, of course, there's social rest. That's the last S. Social rest is important because we are in a world that's very extroverted and people, 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 people all over the place. Well, I'm introverted and I like people, but I don't know if I want to, you know, if I want that much people stuff all the time. And so even my extroverted friends get served from taking social breaks, taking a rest. If you don't feel like doing something because you're really spent, don't. So here's how you protect your rest. I want to talk about protecting it because we live in a society that wants us all to be burned out, act like machines and keep on going. And there's a wave of people starting to speak about it more and more and more. What I've noticed over the last decades and what I've said to many of my friends is let's not keep healthy living the best kept secret. Because there's a lot of people who've been living these ways and understanding and honoring rest, but they haven't been saying anything about it or helping other people who don't know anything about it. And just because you know, it doesn't mean other people do. So it's important that we're willing to be um, open and honest. And when we are invited to share things, you know, share our understanding or share how we do something, but only when we're invited. So boundaries. The number one way to protect all of these areas of rest is boundaries. Now, boundaries aren't prickly fences or electronic or, a, you know, like electric zapper fences, like some people think. Boundaries simply are the internal and the external system by which you allow things in and out of your life, people, events, emotions, whatever. And um, so we have a system outside, how close people can get it, how much input. But you also have a set of boundaries inside of how much of you you're going to have show up in the world. And that's important to know. Like I have a little sign on my desk that says, be mindful of how you show up. So for each thing I get ready to do, I am mindful for what parts of me, my internal self, are going to come forward in that particular event. Different parts of me are going to come forward for doing this podcast, for example, versus working with a group of sensitive, creative people versus working with a family. They're all different. Now, there might be some similarities, but it's still different. So to be mindful of what parts of you are showing up for what. And does, does that align with what the real mission is, right? And there's also ex, external boundaries. And I always tell people, if you have a squishy boundary, if they're squishy and nobody can really quite tell what they are, you're going to be burned out and get resentful. Other people who might want to be opportunists may take advantage of you and then things become a big mess. And when you find yourself making excuses for other people's not so great behavior, your boundaries are too squishy. If you want to be respected by yourself and by others, if you want to be respected, you must have clear and healthy boundaries. My yes means yes. My no means no. Clear, honest boundaries, meaning the criteria that I use 
to allow anything in and out of my life, right, is consistent and clear so that the people engaging with you know what the rules are. And so you know what the rules are instead of making it so squishy and changy and, and going all over the place that nobody knows what's really going on. And then everybody gets frustrated and upset because one day you said no, another day you said yes, other day you don't know, and your no means yes, and this and that. Because we're taught in this culture that if somebody says no, just keep badgering them and they'll eventually say yes, they'll eventually give in. We're taught that. And that's not healthy. So you wonder why so many people are stressed out, burned out, angry, violent. It's because they can't take it anymore because they haven't rested. Because we live in a society that does not support rest. Because passing out is not rest. Um, No, getting drunk, not rest. Avoidance, that's a trauma response. That's not rest either. So to actually be honest and come within and rest and honor the fact that we're human beings, not human doings, takes guts. Because largely we live in a culture that wants us to be machines, especially those of us that can produce a lot. Creative people, gifted people, people that can do a lot. We can be taken advantage of almost like a machine. If it takes you two hours to do something, it takes somebody else eight hours to do. Don't think for one minute that people around you haven't figured that out. And so you'll get four times as much work to do and ask to do all those extra things because why? You can and you will because your boundaries are not clear. And then pretty soon you're going to be the one who wakes up tired and spent and burned out and resentful. Well, you opened the door by not being clear. My yes means yes. My no means no. That doesn't mean we're rude. It doesn't mean we we split hairs, you know. It doesn't mean any of that. It means that we begin to get very, very clear. And the way we get clear is we become honest with ourselves. First, honest with yourself. And the question is, is what I'm doing for the highest good of all concern? And you're included in the all. So is what you're doing really for the highest good of all concern for everybody? Really? Putting yourself first, is it? Or are you cheating? Are you manipulating yourself? Or are you um, wordsmithing or blaming or running up into the spiritual bypassing part of the world? What are you doing? Are you telling yourself the truth? Really? Is what you're doing really serving you? Because if it's not, you're going to be exhausted and burned out. If it is, You will have a lot of energy and creativity and you will live in a seasonal flow and things will be beautiful. We all have life challenges. I'm not saying we're not going to have any challenges. I'm saying that there's a lot of value and clarity and boundaries around rest and taking care of yourself. I learned a long time ago to not push myself all the time like a machine because at one point I thought I was a machine probably. And I bought into that societal thing that, oh, you're smart. You can do more. Keep going, going, going. And then I burn out. And then I take a long vacation and get all angry and resentful at the world. Then I kind of pick myself back up and do it again. And after about two or three times of that, I thought, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't working. And what I've learned is I have to take inventory of all the areas of my life and say, okay, what's working? What isn't working? Where am I happy? Where is the success? 
Where are the places don't feel so great? What's what is going on? And then telling myself the truth about that. How does my body feel? What's happening in my emotions? What's going on in my mind? How about my social life? Am I connected spiritually anyway? Really? Am I giving myself the time to rest, to fulfill my creative desires? And am I giving my senses a break? All of those are necessary to go further. All of those help us transcend the the perception of a machine. I learned it when I started um, writing a lot. And I, you know, I have a, several books out now and, and I would sit and I'd write all day and then I would be burned out and wouldn't write for a while. Then I started um, learning and I don't remember exactly where I learned it from. Um, the whole idea of give yourself a break every hour or two hours, like pick your timing, pick your rhythm and give yourself a calculated break. And at first I thought, well, if I do that and I'm right in the middle of a sentence, what am I going to do if the, when my alarm goes off? And I'm like, I don't know. So I tried it. And what happened was I was writing and writing and writing and the buzzer went off saying, okay, take a break. And so I did, I kind of trusted the idea. I I remember hearing about it in different places. And, and so I'm like, okay, I made it my own way because as most gifted people do and creative people do, we might hear an idea and then we make it our own in a new different way. And so I decided I was going to do certain things during my break. It wasn't going to be like just a, a do nothing, like put the pen down. It would, I would get up and I would stretch and I would drink some water and I would pet my dog and I would spend another five minutes or 10 minutes just relaxing and kind of following whatever my body wanted to do. If I wanted to stretch or, or whatever. And then I would go back to work for however long I ended up figuring out that 44 minutes is my sweet spot. If I do 44 minute increments, over about a four or five hour day. What I find out is I get more done than if I just sit down and try to power through. That's because when I am focused, more can come through more fully. That's because the breaks give me creative rest, sensory rest. They allow my inner being to percolate all these ideas with my emotions and my physical self and all that. And I'm not tired and moving funny in my chair and, and trying to force it through. Everything can be in a better flow. So actually I get more done by taking more breaks. The world is a paradox, my friends, and it's not linear. And it's okay to rest. It's okay to be smart and talented and gifted and rest. It is totally okay to say, you know what? I've had enough. I'm taking a break. And it's okay to take small breaks through the, through the day. And, you know, the whole idea of the Sabbath is to take one day to devote to your spiritual practice. And I believe that. And, and I take a full day every week to the best of my ability to be connected in all the cool ways that I spiritually want to be connected. But I also added something. I added taking a little mini Sabbaths after all big accomplishments, might we say. So if I'm working on a big project and it takes several of my little works sessions to do and I get it done, I give myself a Sabbath, a rest following lots of work. And that really helps because during that rest, I can recalibrate, I can replenish 
so that I'm giving from my overflow in the next experience rather than going from one thing to another. You can replenish yourself and give from your overflow and things become better. And then I, as a catalyst and an intuitive, I do not end up burned out and I don't end up sick because I've given everything I have and now my body's weakened. So it's so important to give ourselves permission to rest. So to all of you out there who believe that you have to keep pushing, it's okay to take a break. To all those of you who become addicted to being lazy, calling it rest, start telling yourself the truth, right? To all of you who are wondering if it's okay to take a break in different areas while working on others, the answer is yes, you can. It's really quite fascinating. You can have creative rest while you're doing a physical activity. You can have physical rest while you're doing a sensory activity, right? It's true. So you can mix and match them based on the flow of your being. That's why inner honesty matters. Tell yourself the truth about what works for you and what doesn't and stand in your integrity in a respectful, kind, and loving manner. There's no need to push, there's no need to be angry, and there's no need to get all intolerant. If you're frustrated, angry, intolerant, um, agitated, rest, those are all signs that you have pushed your beautiful essence of your body and your human beingness beyond what it's meant to be doing. And you're magical. You're an amazing, powerful, creative being. You are. Honor that and allow it to be in its natural flow. Allow you to live in your natural flow. You'll be more satisfied. You will be happier. You will have increased quality of all your relationships. And most importantly, you will live a long, healthy life. Because all dis-ease comes because we don't rest. We don't let our body recalibrate. So there you have it. It's okay to rest creatively, sensory wise, and mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and socially. Until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, remember that you're beautiful and you're lovable and you're capable. Mm -hmm. Go out there and allow yourself to live in your natural flow, your natural rhythm, and rest when it calls for it. Be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.